series with Kenny. Um, hope you guys are doing well today. Uh, I really, really honestly have to tell you that I contemplated whether or not I was even going to do another episode today. Um, I've been pretty busy, uh, but, you know, I also have a lot of stress going on. Um, so I feel really exhausted and tired right now. Um, which, you know, a lot of times it has to do with the weather for me when it gets to be this time of the year and it gets to be dark and gloomy out. Um, I just struggle, um, every year until about springtime. It's really no fun, you know, I mean, I just don't like those days when it's cold and dark and, um, you know, I know some people that I've met that talked about therapy lights that are supposed to be warm and brighter colors that you can use during these months of the year that are supposed to help you um, really not, you know, maybe lighten the depression, lift the mood a little bit, um, you know, and if anything, just getting out of bed and, uh, which is going to bring me to a good interlude song coming up here in a little bit. But, you know, again, I'm really excited about the, the buying the house thing. Um, I close on the 29th, so I've started doing some packing, uh, which is, you know, therapeutic in itself because I know where I'm going. I know what I got. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just going to be the clothes on my back in a in a bed and, a few uh, small appliances that I could afford, or I shouldn't say appliances, furniture items that I could afford. And um, it's going to be great. You know, it's just a new chapter for me to be able to rewrite my book again. You know, not rewrite it, I guess, is add another, add a new chapter to uh, what hopes to be the positive ending to a lot of issues that I've dealt with over the years and that I've battled and that I've not really understood um, myself. I don't really know who I am um, right now. I'm really trying to figure out uh, what some of my core values really are and my commitment to how to stick to those core values. And I feel like that's something that's really important <clears throat> when you're when you're talking about um individuals that have had traumatic events happen in their life at some point you know i mean again i want to reiterate here that these are not professional suggestions that i'm making on this podcast i'm merely just um sharing my stories kenny's kenny's stories uh about things that he's been through and I'm really, you know, I mean, again, the goal of this show is to give some people some resources maybe about, in like, traumatic things that happen and hope that it reaches one individual that helps them in some way uh, or form. You know, I just like to be very honest uh, and open and trying to be really raw with how I feel and 
um, getting that out because so far that's been really, you know, the most therapeutic thing that I've had is just this ability to have this outlet here now um, and actually having some people interested in what I talk about and actually liking uh, my podcast and that makes me feel good and you know if you if you haven't already um, definitely read the book about the five love languages and um, you'll understand <laughs> what I mean by how words of affirmation and um, kindness are like my number one love language and uh, my quote my number two is you know for me is physical touch because I I like to have um, that intimacy in a relationship of just like holding each other and and holding hands and cuddling every night before we go to bed and um, you know when when you read the book and you find out what yours are they kind of become a, a part of who you are and when those things aren't met uh, and it's you know kind of ironic that we were talking about this this morning in group therapy was Maslow's or Maslow's of uh, um, hierarchy of needs and you know I mean you have essential things that you have that you have to deal with first uh, like shelter safety food um, clothes those are your essential items and then it gets into belonging and then self-esteem and at the very top I believe it's self-efficacy um, and that one's really hard for most people to reach is that self-efficacy level and but we were talking about belonging and how when you don't know who you are and you're struggling with knowing people that you're supposed to be around or how you're supposed to interact with people or what you're supposed to do um, in your community, and when you don't feel that sense of belonging, you get stuck in that in that level I should I guess you should say of the hierarchy of needs and what ends up happening is that's similar to the love languages that when you don't get the love languages met that you know that you feel very strongly about and it is very obvious that those are your needs when they're not met you get stuck in a level of the relationship that this person really must not love me because they don't they don't attend to each other's I shouldn't put it on one person or another but they don't tend to each other's love languages and those are important to have a successful relationship in my opinion um, but what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take a quick uh, interlude break for a song, and I'll get back to you, and I'll kind of just discuss what topics we're going to go through today. <clears throat> um, I have a couple other stories that I might share. I don't want to get too deep into them, but I'd rather start getting into the objectives of what we're going to talk about today. But um, this song is called Meet Me at, Meet Me at the Spot. 
is what the name of the song is, and it's really popular right now. Uh, some may have heard it, some may have not. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But it is a great song, so uh, I'll let you listen to a little bit of that song, and we'll be back uh, after that. Thank you. When I wake up, I can't even stay up. I slept through the day. Um, 
because it makes me feel good. I don't wake up feeling hungover, um, which I've always hated that feeling in the first place is like waking up with a terrible freaking headache and you're like, God dang it. What the fuck? Like, what am I going to do now? And then you're going to make more bad choices and you got to drink again because that helps or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, but super proud of myself and I should be, um, and I appreciate everyone's, uh, support supports and um praises that have come my way for doing that i appreciate it very much uh but let's get into what the topics of today are about we're going to be talking about sexual assault trauma and what it is um how our body has results to this trauma i'm going to try to give an example of sexual assault trauma using the tb c plus r model that I've come up with. We're going to talk about how do you understand sexual violence, and I have some tips for parents and caregivers of children that have that have had sexual assault violence, um, how you can talk to kids about sexual assault, and then I have resource uh, a resource here at the bottom at the very end um, that is for parents and for sexual assault survivors where you're getting information about how, like, you know, what supports are out there for people that have survived sexual sexual assault and uh, what they have done. And that will be about the end of it. Uh, we will take a quick pause to hit you with a song interlude, and then I'll really get into... Um, the sexual assault stuff, and and we'll start off with what is sexual assault trauma. So uh, the next song I'm going to play here is Monster by Gabby Hanna. Really, another really good song, great artist that I'm really listening to right now that I really enjoy. And I'll see you just here in a few seconds. Before, you won't be the last one to leave. People want to talk when I'm not around here. by Gabby Hanna. I think I've played it on here before, but uh, it just makes me think about um, past and the way that my 20s and early 30s really went for me were, um, you know, crazy and not healthy, poor choices, um, just erratic behavior and getting, you know, probably getting in as not as much trouble as I probably could have throughout my 20s and beginning of my early 30s of just, you know, 
again, that's alcohol. It's not knowing that I had mental illnesses uh, to just not logically thinking about choices that I was making. Um, So that song makes me think about that a lot and how far I've come and where I'm at now. And um, the people that I've stuck around throughout those are the are the people that I love the most. And some of those people are family. Some of those people are friends that I treat like family. Um, there, there was a few, you know, I'd say probably three to four really best friends that regardless of what I've been through, they're still my friend and, and they'll be there for me. But I don't want to, I just want to, let's, let's get going on what I wanted to talk about. So, um, you know, a lot of this stuff is research that I found, um, because even though I've been a victim of sexual trauma, um, you know, I still wanted to give more research based, um, knowledge just because like that, I, I'm not, I'm not versed well knowledge wise about the topic. So um, this website is from the National uh, Onsite. It's the National Online Resource Center for Violence Against Women. So it talks mainly about women um, because they're, I would say, the numbers are just largely more to that. Uh, But I feel like if more males would be honest about things that have happened in their life and talk about them, I think the numbers may be more, um, you know, I'm still not saying it's like half and half, like equal, but I think it'd be closer to more like a 35-65 number because I think that the number of men, if they would just learn how to talk about things that have happened, you'll find that they've also experienced some of those issues as well throughout their life so um this website is the the address for it is bawnet.org and so they give a definition of childhood sexual abuse and adult sexual violence and childhood sexual abuse consists of contact abuse ranging from fondling to rape and non-contact abuse such as modeling inappropriate sexual behavior, forced involvement in child pornography, or exhibitionism. Exhibitionism. So basically showing them child pornography, or not child pornography, porn, uh, would be the way of that one. That was a tough word to say. Uh, adult sexual violence looks more like it includes contact and non-contact acts performed without the survivor's consent since age of 18. Uh, and according to the CDC, sexual violence is defined as completed or attempted contact between the penis and the vulva or the penis and the anus um, involving penetration, contact between mouth and sexual organs, obviously, 
Uh, Non-contact ones could be uh, voyeurism, verbal and sexual harassment, and these are all acts that are considered to be sexual in, in the nature of violence. So those are the definitions of childhood and adulthood. Now, if we're thinking about the, the, the end result, okay, and this was from the same website, the same article, and what it talks about is it's the long-term outcomes of adult sexual trauma that has been it's predominantly focusing on PTSD. The reported rates of PTSD among rape survivors vary approximately 30% to 65%, depending on how and when the PTSD, uh, PTSD symptoms are assessed. So, you know, if somebody had ha something happened to them 20 years ago versus two years ago, they're going to be able to, someone two years ago is going to be able to relay maybe more information, whereas people that have had to maybe sit on it for longer, they have the traumatic trauma, like that trauma that triggers so many things because they didn't get help for it. Um, the specific timing of the assessment is important because, you know, like what I just said, it talks about the initial months following. Um, one of their major arguments in this article is that PTSD has received too much attention compared to other mental health outcomes and is ill-fitting for serial and escalating forms of violence against women. So, like, I guess what that's trying to say is that PTSD is not a reason for these things to happen, which is agreeable. Uh, people have to take ownership for choices that they've made regardless of what, what is wrong. Um, it took me a while to get to that uh, because I had just, I, I, you know, I didn't see what was going on in front of me. I was, I was blinded by what I thought everyone else in society was like. I just assumed that other people had these things happen, so why is it such a big deal for me? These people, you know, I mean, because you go around and I forget, like, who shared this with me, but, like, you, meet people and you just go round and round and round with, the same things over and over again and nothing gets fixed. Uh, it's just, you know, I'll, I'll just stop there. But So it talks about psychological symptoms that are overlooked uh, of depression, physical symptoms without presence of medical conditions, severe preoccupations of physical appearances, so um, disorder, uh, disordered eating behaviors, sexual dysfunction, and extreme body piercing and, and tattoos and body mutilation and cutting and, and things like that are all involved in um, the symptoms that are from that sexual violence that people don't, 
don't see. Some of them don't see. A lot of it people don't see because cutters usually cut in places that can be covered up so that people can't see them. Um, people who have eating disorders are usually very, like, clean about it, and not a whole lot of people notice it because when you go out to eat with with friends or whatever, you can easily just be like, oh, no, I already ate, and nobody has to worry about it because they're not assuming that you're not eating. Or, oh, I'm, I have to use the restroom real quick after you eat for someone that has um, uh, bulimia who goes into the bathroom and throws it up. Like, you don't see those things. People don't, you, you know, like when you look at me, when you look at Kenny, you look at a five foot eight. 165 pound guy that you know has nothing no blemishes on the outside will smile at you bigger than you've ever seen anybody smile but on the inside he's hurting like hell and it took me a long time to to realize that but um and a lot of people a lot of people don't address it they just don't address it and the results of it are, are really bad. But I want to go ahead and pause right there for a musical interlude, and then I'll try to give you an example of the um, sexual violence trauma if I can. Um, I'm going to use my friend Jessica's story of parts of it. And so, um, yeah, I'll be right back after this musical interlude. I don't know what song I'm going to play, but I'll uh, talk to you when I get back. Out of blood, put it to the sky. I'm trying to get high. Devil stop, look me in my eyes. Tell me it's all right. Had to cut plenty people out. Money on my mind. I can't fuck with them. I can't trust nobody. I remember times when I ain't no shit. No food in my crib. Now I live lavish. They say they love me to my face, but I can't stand it. That mo they fucking me back then. Now they attracted. F and attached to my bro and he gon' blast it Don't tell me what I've been through, you don't know Made it out the mud, without, without you, I'm good Alright, welcome back guys And I'm actually gonna uh, go ahead and we're gonna skip down to um, The Tips for the parents and the caregivers that I was going to um give out because we're already at about 25 minutes and I really I want to try to stay closer to about 30 so that people aren't getting bored with the content or um, not wanting to listen to the whole episode because what I'm seeing is that people have made it through the first like three episodes and uh, then they kind of dropped off after that so um what we're going to do here is I am going to uh, start going through the tips, and we will see where we're at here when we get done with that. So the first one comes from, this is the um, the NSBRC and their website is www.nsbrc.org backslash SAAM um, so they're basically about 
sexual assault awareness and making sure that people understand what it is, um, how important it is, and what roles we can play in prevention and how we can help and um, what we can do for support from a parent or a caregiver standpoint. And then there's a couple other resources that are on here um, that I'll give you at the bottom here. So basically what they say is, you know, and it goes back to some of the things we talked about on the last episode, like you need to be a role model for respect, for respectful behavior to those around you. So like be compassionate, be kind to others, talk with your children about sexy, sexual healthy development and personal boundaries. So like making sure kids understand like they're going to start feeling those feelings at some point and talk to them about what is appropriate and make sure they understand what boundaries they do not want to cross with an, uh, um, a partner. Talk with your um, intervene and speak up when you see inappropriate behavior to better equip yourself in these situations. Practice what you might say or do. You can talk to someone from a local sexual assault center for more information. Um, learn more about sexual violence and share that information with others. So that's like kind of what we're doing today. Uh, know how to report suspected child abuse and take action if you know some if you know someone suspects a child may be abused. So there's obviously um, DHS there's DHS corporations all state corporations all across the United States. Uh, how can we help as parents and caregivers? Well, what they say, what they're saying here is, um, make sure that you understand what the warning signs are. So like sudden changes in behavior and moods, lower grades, social withdrawal uh, before others, um, and they may want to turn to you to talk about these things so that as an adult, you're responsible for making them feel safe and protecting them. Uh, some ways that you can offer support, create a, a safe place for the child or the teen to talk and share. So where do they feel the most comfortable talking about this and share what they share, listen and allow them to share the information that they are comfortable sharing. Um, so don't push it. Let them talk. And I, I can tell you from experience of working with kids, not sexual assault survivors, but more like just working with a kid, a child that has a disability. And, you know, obviously you can tell that there's something wrong or how they're feeling. And we... Um, as teachers, you have to just sit there and allow it to process because children and teens do not process at the same speed as adults. And I learned that the hard way. And um, the biggest thing is believe them when they tell you because it's the hardest thing that they have to share with you. So... If it's if you are if that child is important to you and you love them and you care about them, believe them. Be open and honest about your responsibilities. Childrens and, and teens they have a right to be safe and valued at home, and them. 
Sorry, guys, I got cut off there, but I need to frickin' get a computer so that I can record this on a computer instead with a microphone because I frickin' this is the second time I've gotten a phone call while I was trying to do this podcast. But, um, okay, I was talking about the tips. I mean, just be a great parent, be a great person, uh, be open to your children, talk to your children. Um, make sure that they feel safe. Make sure that they feel like they can talk to you. Just be a, a great person. There's a couple of resources on here. There's a child abuse hotline. Um, it's at www.childhelp.org. There is the the website that we just talked about that I got some of the definitions from, the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. And then there's also one called Stop Now. It's www.stopitnow.org. And that's all just, you know, one word. Okay. Um, one more way here to start the con- – this is the last resource before a um, resource for survivors. This one talks about taking your kids um, – and talking to your kids about sexual assault. So how do you start the conversation and um, talking to them about safety when they're young? So teach children the names of their body parts when they're young uh, so that they know and they can describe the body parts easier to, if they have to express concern about those body parts. Some body parts are private, so make sure that children know that people shouldn't touch or look at certain private um, parts on your body. It is okay to say no, so make sure that the children knows how to say no, and make sure that they know that whatever touches make them feel uncomfortable, they have the right to say no. Okay. Talk about secrets with your children. Most perpetrators or people that prey on children are going to um, tell their tell their victim or their survivor, I should say, their survivor, that if they tell someone, something bad will happen. So they have to keep the secret between themselves. And this is something that happened to me. You know, I mean, my abuser told me that we would not be friends anymore if someone else found out that we were doing this. Um, So teach children to talk, or you talk to your children about secrets. Ask them if they have any secrets and tell them that it's okay to tell mommy and daddy about those secrets. Reassure them that they won't get into trouble. Okay. When you're talking about something that you believe is sexual assault or you know it happened, um, just make sure that you're reassuring them that there's nothing that they did wrong. Um, again, show them what it looks like to do the right thing you know, model healthy behaviors for kids to make sure that they see those things. When they come to you, make time for them. When a kid comes to you about something, they really are trying to talk to you regardless of what they say. So stop whatever you're doing and make sure that they feel heard. Um, To continue, on top of kids with teens, use media to make it relevant. So like share something with them from social media, share them a 
a Facebook post, share them an Instagram post, share them something that you saw on um, TikTok. You know, TikTok's huge right now. So if you have a child that has access to social media, when you're wanting them to talk and have safe conversations, show them through social media because that is huge right now. Um, And that's the end of the resources here. Um, I'm going to hit you with just one last quick little interlude, maybe like 30 seconds. Then I'll give you this resource for the um, the sexual survivor uh, website that I found that has resources, and then we'll wrap it up. What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, ayy What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean Okay, welcome back, welcome back. All right, the last thing we're going to talk about here, and it's going to be nice, short, and sweet, is going to be, there's a resource here that I found um, for uh, talking to your kids about sexual um, assault. It's called RAIN.org, and it's spelled R-A-I-N-N.org, and there's you know, it talks about everything that has to do with sexual violence. Like, what is the types of it? How do you understand it? What happens after it? The laws, the warning signs, um, safety, bystander intervention, how you can help. Um, there's so many things that you can do from donating, donating to having a fundraiser to spreading the word. Just so many, There, you know, there's trainings that they offer on here um to to do these things so it's like how in the world could someone not take advantage of some of these things that are on here um the trainings are hotline services you can be trained on how to be a hotline servicer um consulting program assessments education and training i mean there's just so many things there's a live chat on here um there's a phone number to call just what a great resource. And again, that's rain.org. It's spelled R-A-I-N-N. All right. And please check that out as soon as you can. Well, you guys know what that bell means. That means that we got to get heading out of here. Uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of Kenny's Stories. I just want to leave you with this, all right? Not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. I hope you have a great rest of your day.